Matthew and George is on the line with an issue with some hardwood flooring. What's going on? I have, I think the brand name is Mohawk, uh, engineered hardwood floor in my house. And I'm having some buckling uh, raised edges where the boards pl- uh, meet each other at the okay. ends. And so I was uh, asking the builder about it. And they said that, you know, it's acceptable to have some moisture in, inside there because of the concrete slab uh, foundation. Uh, even though they use a moisture barrier and it is a glued down floor, um, that's still acceptable to have some moisture in there. So I was curious as to what is an acceptable amount of moisture and should that moisture be causing the, the, the boards to buckle. If the boards are buckling, something is not right. Those boards are not designed to be buck- to buckling. Buckling is not a normal condition of hardwood floor, of engineered hardwood floor. And if that's what you're seeing, something's wrong. What exactly the level of moisture should be in that floor, I really don't know. There's going to be a spec that the manufacturer is going to say that if the floor is more than X percent you know, damp, don't, don't use this product. I'll tell you, I know that uh, engineered hardwood is popular today for these types of floors, but you're much better off with uh, an engineered vinyl plank than engineered hardwood. First of all, it looks just like hardwood. I, I dare say you'd be hard-pressed to tell the difference, and the stuff is totally and completely waterproof. You're not going to have issues with swelling. And if this is a newer house and this floor was put down, I think you got a potential claim here uh, because it certainly should not be buckling. See, they're telling me that they're not going to do anything about it because uh, the the edges ra- uh, raised up are less than an eighth of an inch. Oh, well, I, that's be outrageous. At all. That's outrageous. Yeah. And whose standard is that less than an eighth of an inch? An eighth of an inch buckling is okay. They're going to give you a letter from Mohawk saying, you know what? If you put our floor down and the edges and the edges buckle up an eighth of an inch, that's no big deal. That's how we designed the product. I don't think so. How old is this house? When did you move in? Uh, I bought it in March, and okay. uh, it was it was built in November. Does it have a warranty on it? Yes, it does. It has a one year it has a one year warranty for uh, for things like this. Um, right. for trim being out and things like that, uh, okay. creaky floors and stuff like But then that has a 10-year warranty for structural issues. And so, so that kind of that leads into my next question for you is I'm having some, uh, some issues with my yard draining. So I took a line level and I measured the grade of my yard, and it's actually a negative slope. It's, it's about an eighth of an inch per foot uh, back down sloping towards my foundation. So okay. what, so ho- hold on for a second here, Matthew, okay? Because you're getting okay. away from yourself. We're going to break this I'm sorry. up, okay? <laughs> All right. I understand you're excited. <laughs> you got a lot going on. But there, there's something very, very important you have to do right now. Okay. And that is, did you craft a letter to the builder and to the warranty company reporting all of the things that you have found wrong with this house? You've got to do that, not just notice to the builder, but you've got to notice the warranty company too. Because notice to the builder does not constitute notice to the warranty company. So you have to notice both of them before this year is up. So it sounds like you're getting very close to that now. So I want you to draft a letter and I want you to send it certified mail return receipt requested to both the warranty company and the builder. Put everything in there that you suspect so that it can be proven that these claims existed before the year was up. Okay? It seems to me like the warranty and the builder are the same entity though you get what i'm saying i understand like, what you're saying no, but there's the going to be a war- have is quality quality builders warranty uh-huh. you know and then I, and that but every time i call the warranty office i get uh the builder's office well, customer look, service office you, you I, whatever address is on that warranty and whatever address is the builder you you've got to protect yourself here by documenting that these things happen look i used to do a lot of arbitrations is one of the many jobs i had sort <laughs> over the years 
for these warranty companies that were back in builders. And I, I think the warranties, for the most part, they, they try to sell it to you like it's a warm blanket, but I find it's a wet blanket, and it really doesn't give you much coverage whatsoever. And I also have seen builders that like to be Mr. Nice Guy up until the day after that first year uh, expires, and then they become like ghosts. You never see them again. But you right. need to notice them that this is a problem, and, it, and you, you need to demand that it be fixed. Um, I would also, after you get done with that letter and that notification process, I would also contact Mohawk, speak to their technical service department. Not, you know, these are not just people that answer the phones. These are experts and tell them what you're seeing. Send them photographs, get their expert opinion as to whether or not this is acceptable or not. Cause I don't think it is. I've never heard of a flooring company that would permit an eighth inch lift of a board like that. I'm writing, I think all, the, I'm just, writing all those down. So <laughs> I think it was done wrong. Okay. So right, okay. right. The warranty company and the builder with this and anything else you suspect is wrong with that house. And then also, once that's done and, and off and on the mail, send it, you know, send it by email, send it by certified mail, just document that it's been sent. Okay. Uh, and then after that, talk to Mohawk simultaneously to any conversation you have with the builder and find out what their specs provide for. But I, I would be shocked if they told you that having an eighth inch lift on the board, because it's a tripping hazard. Somebody can get hurt on that. Right. Uh, was acceptable. I don't think it is acceptable. I think that floor has to be torn up and replaced. Uh, yeah, I was told uh, if I if I if they can slide a credit card over top of it and the credit card does not get stopped, um, then it's yeah, within but an eighth of an inch. You can. Yeah, eighth of an inch would probably be about ten credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess going on to my second question with the with the yard draining back into the foundation could that raise the the moisture levels inside the concrete certainly slab? yeah because what happens is slab slabs very very absorbent it's very hydroscopic so if you have a lot of water that's collecting at the foundation perimeter it could definitely raise the moisture level of the slab also if you didn't have gutters that were properly installed or properly extending their downspouts away all of those the downspouts not connected Yep, those could okay. all lead to additional uh, humidity and moisture in that slab that could lead to the condition that you're seeing right now. Okay? Awesome. Thank you so much for your help. I really do yeah, appreciate it. You're welcome. It. Good, good luck with that. Let us know how you make out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.